Welcome to another episode of Six Minute Monday, where I give you six tips and tricks to make you more efficient and effective in the weight room, the boardroom, and on a football field. Tip number one: We're stealing this one from the elite power lifters, the elite weightlifters, the people that you want to lift as much as in the gym, the people that set all the records out there. What do they do? They treat every training session like it's practice. So what does that mean? Well, let's take a real specific example. If they're going into the gym to work on bench press, they're treating every rep of every set as if they were practicing the same way an NFL wide receiver would be practicing running his routes. They're working on their technique. They're working on their setup. They're not thinking about, oh my God, how many reps am I going to get in the next five minutes? Uh, can I get a little more weight than I did yesterday? No, it's about how do I perfect my technique every single time. They're treating it the same exact way an athlete is treating their practice on a field. That's the same exact thing that you should be doing inside of the gym. Okay, tip number two. Something we are experimenting with. This has to do with our field-based workouts. This is not inside the gym. This is when we're working out outside. Normally, if you're training with me, you know what we do. A lot of our movements are linear movements. It's a jog down to the 20. Okay, now you're doing that. Now the next thing, we're going to do a straight leg bound to the 20. All right. What that, what that doesn't do, it's very good workout instead of a static stretch, but what it doesn't do is it doesn't have a lot of change of direction. Yeah, we'll do a sideways bounce to a forward bounce and a sideways bounce to a backwards bounce. There is some change of direction, but what we're going to do now is now we are setting up four cones in the shape of a square, and we are adding change of direction immediately into the warm-up. So we're going to jog five yards, hit that first cone, plant our outside leg, go to the left. Jog five yards, hit that next cone, plant the outside leg, go to the left. Basically, we're just going around that square. We're going to do that with everything, with the jogs, the bounds, the single leg fires. We're going to have change of direction right in the beginning of the workout. Not only is this great because it adds a change of direction, but also it adds a little bit of, uh, I'll call it spice to the warm-up for those of you that are a little bored with what we've been doing for the last 20 years. Okay, tip number three, a quote that I've been thinking about. Happiness is earned. I'll say it again. Happiness is earned. Why I like this quote is because it cuts deep on so many levels, and I'm sure the more you guys think about this quote, the more it'll cut into different levels for you. For me, it cut into three levels, uh, three ones that I could think about very easily. One was, if you want happiness, somebody just can't give it to you, right? If somebody just gives you something, you'll never feel as good as if you earned it yourself, right? Is if, if your dad gave you a Lamborghini, it, it felt pretty good, but you'll, you'd feel so much better if you scratched and clawed and worked six jobs or created something and figured out a way to make enough money to earn to, to buy that Lamborghini yourself. That's thing number one. Thing number two, uh, let's say in, in the competition or uh, in a sporting event, if you want to hold that challenge belt, right? You want to be the challenge champ. You want to be the tough man champ. You want to be a team that wins a football game. You got to earn it. You can't not show up to workouts. You can't not show up to practice, and if you do show up to practice, you got to pay attention. You got to have your mind and soul into what you're doing, and maybe you got to watch film, and maybe you got to dissect your opponent, and maybe you got to do all the right things, but you got to earn it. Nobody's you, you can't just show up and uh, have it handed to you. You have to earn that happiness, and you can't be upset when you don't get it because you didn't work hard enough to get it. Which brings me to my last point: if someone else has happiness. You can't be jealous, or you shouldn't be jealous of what they had. Like, uh, man, that guy's got a million dollars. Why does he have all that money? He sh I should have some of his money. No, you shouldn't. <laughs> you shouldn't have his money. What did you do to earn that money? If you want happiness, you got to earn it. And you shouldn't be jealous of people that are happy who did earn it. Okay, tip number four. 
something that I'm reading that, that is moving me. I am reading another Belichick book that is actually titled uh, Belichick. <laughs> it's a great book. It's written by a guy who actually did not like Belichick. He had written a, a couple of articles or said a couple of things when the Patriots were hiring Belichick, saying this is a huge mistake. But he's turned the corner because of Belichick's success, so he's writing about Belichick. And I've, re I've read many books on Belichick, but what's great is this book goes into the, I'll say the darker side, the early years, where he had trouble relating to his players. When he was, the, when he was with the Browns in early times of the Patriots, where he was just pushing them way too hard. So to, see, I'm a big fan of hard work, but he was pushing them so hard that these guys were exhausted for games, and they were breaking down by the end of the season. And he learned, and he grew, as and, he, and he developed as a coach. And um, it's just a really interesting book, because I haven't read that side of it. I mean, you talk about Belichick's genius, which is absolutely there. The guy knows football better than anybody, which is awesome. Uh, but it was interesting to see how he evolved as a coach and learned from the mistakes that he has made, the early mistakes that he made in his career. Uh, one thing that I really did like in the book was... Uh, that him and Saban shared the trait of a disdain for stupidity. So they really had no tolerance for guys that didn't know the game of football, that they didn't put their, their brain into it as much as their body. And what, what really, you start in the part of the book that I'm at now, they're talking about how the Patriots became a dynasty, and what they were looking for were not just guys that were great athletes. When you get to the, when they're in that draft, everybody's pretty much a great athlete. But what Belichick was saying is a vertical jump, your vertical jump number is not going to help you dissect the defense. And what he wanted was a guy who loved football. That what essentially what they were drafting people was the guy first had to love his family, love their faith, whatever their faith was, and then football had to be number three. And if, it, if you didn't love football, you couldn't be a patriot. If you didn't love going to practice, forget about just showing up in a game, because that doesn't work. You're not just, you can't just be a gamer. If you didn't love the actual art of going to practice, you were going to hate being a Patriot because the level of, of mental stress, the level of effort that they were going to require from you. So that's great, man. I, I love that. To, are you just going to football practice because you have to, to endure it for a game? Well, you're not going to be a Patriot. So uh, sick stuff. I love every second of it, every last second of it. Okay, tip number five, a productivity tip. If you want somebody to read an article that you are sending them. They most likely don't, right? You say, hey man, read this article, it's pretty cool. They, they probably won't. 99% of the people will not do it. A trick that I've learned is to take a screenshot of maybe one or two really aw awesome parts that you want them to pull out of that article. Because they're probably not going to read it, but if you want this person to read that article and learn from it and you can have a conversation about it, the way you get them in is you take a screenshot of that part that's pretty interesting. And then you send them the article. Maybe they don't even need to send them the article. Maybe we just send them that screenshot. But it really does work. It's like uh, getting a coming attraction to a movie, right? People aren't going to just go see a movie because they're going to go see a movie. They see this sick trailer for it. Oh, my God, I got to go see this thing. You send them that little blip, and you got a fighting chance of them actually doing it. I I've been stressed a lot at, in, in settings inside of work, outside of work. I was like, why is anybody reading the stuff I'm sending them? Because they're busy. They have too much other stuff to do. You, it's your job to make them want to do it. So send them the little screenshot. Okay, tip number six, the craziest thing I saw all week. This is actually going to be two in here. Thing number one, uh, we're about to play our game on Saturday. One of our guys looks a little tired. I'm like, what's wrong with you, man? Did you actually have a late night? He said, yes. I said, the night before a game? He said, yeah. I stayed up trying to get myself hyped. I watched Rocky. I said, oh, that's awesome, man. Okay, I'll take that. Which one? He said, uh, Rocky Five. And, uh, what? Rocky Five? Come on, man. There's so many better Rockies. I can't believe you watched Rocky Five. Let's go. And the uh, the the bonus tip number six, craziest thing I saw all week. In in, uh, in light of uh, so during the week, 
taking my own productivity tip advice, there was some research done showing that long bike rides, or, or that you could reduce your testosterone levels by doing longer endurance exercise. And the study actually showed people who were riding bikes for long periods of time had their testosterone levels reduced. There was a lot of back and forth on our advanced training group text. Some guys were doing some soul searching. Oh my God, maybe I need to lift heavier weights and stop doing all this endurance work. Well, we go to our uh, tough man training session on Saturday morning. And the guy who is absolutely loaded with testosterone, an absolute beast, and now making his third mention in a row on Six Minute Monday, Mike Morano shows up to the Tough Men session, not in a car, not by bus, not by cab, not by train, but via a bicycle. Beautiful. All right, people. Enjoy the rest of your week. Love you. Talk to you soon. Bye. This episode is brought to you by the Nutrition Treatment Center. Are you feeling tired, fat, bloated, weak? Yet at the same time, you're training like you've never trained before. You're eating cleaner than you've ever eaten before. Well, maybe you're doing everything right, but there's something wrong inside your body that's counteracting all the good things that you're doing. It's kind of like driving down the Garden State Parkway with your foot on the gas pedal, but you're not getting anywhere because the parking brake's on. And in the world of nutrition, that parking brake could be food sensitivities. For example, you could be eating grilled chicken, but it's actually making you fat. Or you could have a micronutrient deficiency. If you're feeling tired, fat, bloated, weak, and you think you're doing everything right, go visit our friend Dr. Tom over at the Nutrition Treatment Center. If you tell them that Advanced Training referred you, he will take 25% off your first consultation fee. This man legitimately changed my life. He brought me from, and I'll just say the numbers, 19.5% body fat, a guy who trained all the time, down to 12% body fat. I lost weight while eating more, and I've never felt better, and I'm, I'm an old man now. I'm not a young man, and I've never felt better. This guy saved my life. I 100% believe in what he's done. Again, visit Dr. Tom over at the nutritiontreatmentcenter.com.